What is big? At UCF, being big provides options. Big creates opportunity, and Big offers more than 80 accredited online programs and certificates that fit your life no matter where you live. Ranked as one of the nation's top 15 online programs by U.S. News & World Report, UCF Online is more than just convenient, it's life-changing. To apply or search for degrees, visit ucf.edu online. University of Central Florida's Center for Distributed Learning. I'm Tom Cavanaugh. And I am Kelvin Thompson. And you, my friends, are listening to TopCast, the teaching online podcast. Hmm. They are friends. I was just they? thinking that. I, I would, yeah, I would hope so. I would hope so. Yeah. I would think. Friendly, everybody who, you know, I have yet, Tom, to say, listen to your podcast. You guys suck. Yeah. Know, nobody ever says that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I and imagine if they think that, they stop listening pretty fast. And uh, so far, nobody's been quite so rude as to come up to me and say, hey, just listen to your podcast. It was terrible. Although, uh, I was going to tell you this, but I'll do it on mic because why not? Transparency. We did recently receive our first one-star rating on <gasps> Apple Podcasts. Really? Yeah. So somebody did. Either that or they <laughs> confused. Maybe they thought one star was the best. I guess. They didn't leave a comment, did they? No, like a, no. You, you textual guys, You guys are horrible. No, no. I mean, generally they're good. I mean, uh, uh, honestly, mostly five stars, I think a couple of four stars, and then that one, one star. One star, wow. That's, yeah. It's like, you know, when you teach a class yeah. and everybody rates you high and you get that one student that just didn't like you. And that's, that's all the one you pay attention to. That's the one you totally focus on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I obsess so. over. But you'd make us feel better, dear listener, friends of ours, if you <laughs> offset that one. If you like what you're hearing or what you heard at some point or, you know, you just want to be kind, you could go to Apple Podcasts that's and right. make a five-star rating. It actually it does help. Yeah. Um, not, not that we make any money on it or anything, but it helps um, the algorithm. Yeah. It helps people find the, uh, the podcast for people who are looking for this kind of podcast based upon the number and types of yeah, reviews that they right. receive. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. I hear you slurping. Yep. Sorry about that. So that, um, that, that's probably um, a good cue mm-hmm. um, that we've had enough banter. <laughs> I was just sampling the coffee because I, I thought, <laughs> boy, it'd be bad if it wasn't good. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I do have a cup of steam and Joe in front mm-hmm. of me here. Mm-hmm. And um, the aroma is intriguing. Yeah. So um, tell me what's in the thermos, Kelvin. Today's coffee, Tom, is a single origin coffee from Thailand. This is only the second Thai coffee that we've had on the show. You might remember our very first coffee back in episode number one was a Thai coffee. I don't have a whole lot of Thai coffee, but Hmm. that's only the second one. I do remember having it. I didn't remember when. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way back. This coffee was hand-delivered to us by UCF instructional designer Dr. Anchali Namborn Chai from a recent trip back to her home country of Thailand. Thank you, actually. Yeah. This coffee's from the northern region of Thailand on the border with Myanmar. And Anchali shared some photos, which we'll include on the show notes page. And it is, I got to tell you, it's beautiful. It's uh, this small mountain village up there with its own uh, coffee roasting cafe. It's kind of a destination spot. I found some other folks online, like, you know, uh, Facebooking and hmm. Instagramming about it and stuff. It's kind of cool. So we refer to the village and the coffee as Pahi. And Anjali's been coaching me in my Thai pronunciation. So Pahi? Pahi. Okay. So to Anjali, we'll say thank you or 
I think it is Kop Kun Krop. Wow. Okay. Well, I'll take your word for it because yeah. I was going to go for Gracias. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably not the way it's pronounced in Thai. Amazingly. Yeah. Well, thank you, Anshali. That was very thoughtful of you, and um, I look forward to seeing those pictures. Yeah, they're beautiful. I mean, it's just, just I can't, it's just lovely. Uh, we've spoken before about how coffee is a bit like wine, you'll remember. In mm-hmm. the, well, there's some ways in which it's not like wine, but, <laughs> <laughs> but there are some ways in which it is like wine, in that there are delicious single-origin coffees from coffee-growing regions around the world influenced by their own unique environmental factors. Mm-hmm. So I thought that this tasty single origin Thai Pahi coffee, hand delivered direct from where it was grown and roasted would be a great fit for today's episode. So how's the coffee and how's the connection? Um, I like the coffee very much, actually. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, the connection, I don't know, Kelvin. Again, I know what we're talking about today. Well, that helps. So I get it. It always helps. But. Um, <laughs> It always helps. You're you're good about not putting it right on the nose. That's and right. Making it too easy. We're we're subtle. <laughs> we're <laughs> subtle right. already. Or higher order critical thinking yeah, skills. Yeah. So I would say that um, that uh, the way that you've described the the single origin nature of the coffee, mm-hmm. the kind of care that it was. Um, you know, picked and roasted, and um, all of the effort that went into it mm-hmm. would would be consistent with something that would be of high quality. One would hope. One would hope. One would hope. And what a coincidence mm-hmm. that today mm-hmm. we are going to talk about that very subject. Coffee? Qu- high quality. Oh, high quality. We always talk about coffee. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's a given. That's why I show up. <laughs> so our, our dear listeners, our friends, mm-hmm. may remember that we occasionally um, frame our discussions around the Iron Triangle yep. of quality, cost, and access. Mm-hmm. And so today we are revisiting that triangle mm-hmm. to um, to talk once again a little bit about uh, quality. Mm-hmm. So uh, to do that, we have a special guest. Mm-hmm. A few months ago, Kelvin, you interviewed Dr. Deb Miller, Assistant Vice President for Digital Learning and Innovation at the University of North Florida. I did. Deb and you co-chair the statewide quality work group for the State University System of Florida's online education strategic plan under the authority of our State University System Board of Governors. Mm -hmm. And you two spoke about the statewide online course design quality initiative that Florida is implementing for the State University System. You did that at the um, OLC Accelerate Conference Mm -hmm. in 2018, I Mm -hmm. believe. Um, we should probably note also that while we have touched on this issue of quality many times, uh, we do have two past episodes that were specifically dedicated to the topic of quality, episodes number 14 and number 16. Mm-hmm. And as always, you can find them and all of their other sibling episodes mm-hmm. on the TopCast website at topcast.online.ucf.edu. Nice plug, Tom. Thank you. So anything you want to add about your interview with Deb? Mm, uh, Yeah, I'll just give a shout out to Deb. I'll say I enjoy working alongside Dr. Deb Miller on our quality work group in the state of Florida. Deb is one of those all too rare individuals who combines a big picture grasp of strategy with a political savvy and a boots on the ground pragmatism. She's just also plain nice. Yeah, I like I like her. I'm I'm pro Deb. <laughs> pro Deb. All right. So through the magic of podcast time travel, here is your interview. Well, Deb, thanks for joining us on Topcast. 
Good to have you here. Thank you, Kelvin. Excited to be here. So we've been working together for a while on this um, statewide quality initiative in, in Florida. So pretend I don't know anything here. I'm mm-hmm. going to ask you some, some questions about this because this is kind of, I think, a little bit a little bit unique that we have a quality initiative playing out across the entire state mm-hmm. and really across two systems. We have a state university system and we have a Florida college system. Right. And we're trying to coordinate that across everybody. So maybe let's start at the beginning. Like, why do we have a quality <laughs> initiative? Such a great question. Um, so the, the work on the statewide quality initiative that involves not only the state university system, but also the Florida college system really goes back to um, some work the Board of Governors did that's gone back for a while. I think they were kind of interested in understanding what the impact of online learning could be for Florida, and they commissioned several reports, and then came out in, I think, 2014, 2015, the 2025 plan, strategic plan for online education Mm -hmm. in Florida, all organized around this kind of iron triangle of access, quality, and affordability. And for each of those parts of the triangle, goals were written. And one of the goals um, under quality was having some statewide online course designation Mm -hmm. that, that indicated that a course had gone through some quality review process Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. one of the nationally known Mm -hmm, ones mm -hmm. like QM or many people used to use the Chico rubric. um, OLC now is coming out with Mm -hmm, standards. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's where it all started. SUNY's Oscar. Yeah, SUNY's Oscar, which is great because it's open source. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so that's where it all started. And then a lot of work groups were formed. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. The quality work group, I think, which was initially headed up by Lynn Roberson, who did great work on that, along with Cindy DeLuca, and you were involved Mm -hmm, in mm co-chairing that for a while. Um, And then I got involved um, with that a year or so ago, although Mm -hmm. I had been keeping up with it. And and a lot of people spent a lot of time talking about, you know, what is quality? Of course, many Mm -hmm. of us used QM. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of conversation around um, uh, the designations that we wound up with. The Q and the HQ, I think, were loosely modeled on the um, internal and official QM reviews, for those familiar with that. But a lot of the really interesting conversation that I think we had was really around um, understanding how faculty might react to these kinds of course designations and thinking about how do we recognize quality course design, but also excellence in, in instruction and in online instruction. And that's probably more of a topic for another day. But we mm-hmm. came back to the idea of thinking about course design and standards and being able to review courses in a way that worked for all of us and affix these designations that will end up in the state's online course catalog. And I think you hinted at this. There, there are two different designations. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you said Q and HQ. Yeah, yeah, that's been really interesting. So the quality designation really is meant to um, to to be kind of a basic level of quality design that any online course should have. Um, 
that you know no, says that it's met a certain number of standards, somewhat mm -hmm. anal analogous to the QM internal review. Mm -hmm. It has at least two reviewers. Those reviewers have done some training, and that's the quality designation. The high-quality designation is modeled a bit more like the official QM review mm -hmm. with a greater number of um, standards that have to be met and a greater number of reviewers. Mm -hmm. And then uh, something that I think that's great about the Florida designations um, that differs a bit from the QM standards is that it was really important early on that um, basic accessibility be available mm -hmm. in, the, in all the courses. So we kind of added that and made that part mm -hmm. of it, even for both, both quality levels. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And you've mentioned quality matters, although you mentioned these other rubrics as well. So what's the relationship between quality matters and this uh, Florida quality process? So as a colleague of mine likes to say, we don't do QM, but we use QM. We mm. use the quality matters standards for many of us. And the reason for that is that, of course, many institutions, universities, and colleges have already implemented quality standards, mm -hmm. right? The QM standards. They're subscribers. They've built processes on their own campuses. So it's a natural fit. But not everybody, right? Mm -hmm. Many institutions have taken either taken the QM standards and added onto it on their own, or they've developed their own internally through a process. So we needed to find a way to accommodate those institutions mm -hmm. in this larger initiative as well. So as part of the work of this work group, um, they've developed a, we've developed a, um, what's called an equivalency process by which an institution that uses some other set of standards can provide to a, a small committee, you know, kind of a crosswalk of these are how our standards, you know, are, are roughly equivalent to QM and here are our processes for course reviews and trainings and so on. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy to say we've had the first uh, equivalency package come through and be approved and that was UCF's. Congratulations. Ooh, yeah, yes. And I heard it was, I did not read it myself, but I heard it was a very impressive package. We have good people working here. Yeah. They wouldn't hire me today. I've just been here a long time. <laughs> I'm just glad to keep showing up. They keep paying me. I like, I, I like it. Um, I don't know if this is a fair question to ask you, but what what would you say has been some of the most challenging aspects of the uh, like uh, putting together a statewide initiative yeah. on quality? Well, I, I think there's a couple of things that that come to mind immediately. One challenging aspect is that you know you've got this audience looking at the awards, the board of governors, and other you know high level administrators that don't work with this every day, and and being really purposeful in our communication to make sure that everyone understands that the lack of a designation hmm. doesn't imply a lack of quality. Right. Right. We have a lot of quality courses that may or may not be reviewed for a variety of reasons. And and reviewing a course is a significant um, investment of time and resources by any institution, particularly because we, we want the process as much as possible to be faculty-involved and faculty-led. And faculty mm -hmm. are very, very busy people, just like us. So mm -hmm. that, you know, helping people to understand that the lack of designation doesn't imply a lack of quality, I think has been really important in understanding that it's a process. That's one piece of it. And I think the other is understanding and appreciating all the institutional differences that we have um, and, and trying to find a process that's flexible enough to accommodate all of those differences so that everyone who wants to can participate. 
Yeah, yeah, I can see that would be challenging. And I think, um, I think this is right, and I think uh, this is maybe worth teasing out. What is the role of the faculty uh, in this in this process? So, is this um, you know some state big shot uh, mandating that all the courses and faculty have mm-hmm. to be reviewed? How does that work? Yeah, so so the reviews are of course optional. Um, I think of course optional. Of course optional. <laughs> we mustn't forget that. Um, so faculty, you know, in the QM system and in most other systems of review, faculty are a central part of the mm-hmm. process, right? Faculty um, should be involved in the review of one another's courses. That peer review and that collegial conversation and feedback um, is very, very important. Um, typically, I know at my institution, our reviews will typically involve the faculty developer probably an ID, maybe another faculty member from another college, maybe a couple of faculty members. Um, it, it really is dependent upon the availability of reviewers. And it's something, frankly, that we struggle with getting enough faculty interested and trained and involved in the reviews. We're kind of at a good place mm-hmm. for the volume of reviews that we have right now, but we're concerned about how we keep faculty involved as, as mm-hmm. we try to scale that up. So, so, I think that's so involved and led and mm-hmm. not not mandated and not right. I think what we try to do in my unit is to take as much of the kind of busy work, if you will, away mm-hmm. from faculty, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. filling out the forms mm-hmm. to get the review set up, managing the process, sending the reminder emails. We try to have our staff do as much of that as possible so the faculty um, participation can be really focused on that um, collegial feedback. That makes, makes total sense. What would you say... Is a lesson learned that might be useful to our listeners, regardless of whether they are implementing, say, a new institutionally based quality initiative or mm-hmm. uh, something more consortial, like even a even a statewide system yeah. initiative. What? Like, don't do this. Right. Don't do do this. Do do this. When they ask you if you want to co-lead the thing, <laughs> sit on right. your hand. Is it like right. that? Well, there's a little bit. But, you know, a lot of great richness and I think in collaboration and understanding of one another's institutions have come out of that. But for institutions, you know, beginning to implement a quality initiative, I'll go back to get faculty involved. Um, make sure that before you select a, um, and this is a personal lesson, before you select a tool, talk about it with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Socialize mm-hmm. it. Make sure that everybody feels comfortable with that or as many people as possible feel comfortable with that set of standards. Um, That's a good point. I think for a system level initiative, I think it's super, really important to identify your goals up front. What do you want at the end of this? Because increasing quality is is not really a, a, a very useful goal. We all want better hmm. quality, right? But But what do we want out of it and what does that mean and how will you work together, particularly across systems that have different constraints, different resources, different objectives as the college system and the university system do? How do you, um, what are the basics you all agree on before you get started and start operationalizing it? Mm -hmm. So leave that to the end. 
it just caused me to flash back. It's uh, not to make light of such a thing, but it's I got a little bit t PTSD for a moment thinking about the earlier part of this process. Um, because while you've talked about quality matters a lot, when this thing started, uh, there was a while there where we were uh, at the state generating up our own standards. Right. We spent a lot of time, more than a year, I think, trying to develop <laughs> our was, own standards. That was crazy. But, it you know, was. I, and people kept saying, why are you reinventing the wheel? Which is where we wound up back where we were. But, I, you know, sitting here talking about it today, though, I mean, I wonder, do you think that was time wasted? No, because I, I don't think it was time wasted. Um, because I think it that we I all it was time got to understand one another. I, I what I wonder, sitting here thinking about it, knowing where we are now, and yeah. having this history of the last few years, I wonder if we had that conversation now, how it would turn out if we oh, were going yeah. to come up with our own set of standards. Because I really right. wonder if we wouldn't come up with some much shorter, broader list to use. Yeah, I think that's I think that's I think that's true. Um, and I think you're right. I think there there was a lot of you used um, the word socialize, like socialize mm -hmm. the standard, socialize lots of aspects of the process. And I think there was a lot of that when you've when you've got folks who are coming from disparate institutions, and they're going to try to put this this whole thing together right. that's um, overarching uh, with. Gosh, how many institutions that we're talking about? Twenty-six colleges, twelve universities. Yeah, that's it's, that's like even thirty-eight or something, yeah. right? That's a, yeah. That's a music major. I almost <laughs> can do that math, maybe. Um, but that's a lot, right? Yeah. So there had to be a lot of dialogue of our calibrating expectations. Right. And, uh, there was definitely some reinventing the wheel, but. Um, but we got to a good place. We got on track, right? You know, one great thing that came out of that, um, and I'd credit Vance Burgess from UWF for this, was this shared agreement on the importance of accessibility and yeah. building that into our base. So if nothing else came out of all that yeah. time, that was a worthwhile outcome. Yeah, I, and I think, one, just because of the value of that, but two, it was a crystallizing moment, mm -hmm. as you said, uh, using uh, Quality Matters as a default, not doing quality mm -hmm. matters, because then it became, well, this is, this is important to us. Right. It's important a, to Florida. As a group, right. as a Florida initiative. And we feel empowered to say it's going to be part of our baseline yeah. quality expectation. That's right. Can we do that? Is that all right? <laughs> yes, we're going to do that. And that's very empowering in that, that crystallizing yeah. moment. Right? Yeah. That's a great observation. Yeah. Um, you hinted at this, and I'll put you on the spot because I don't know how I would answer this question. What does success look like? Like you hinted at, it would be important to uh, to to know where you're going and and uh, you know and have a goal and all that. Yeah. What does success look like for this Florida statewide quality initiative? Well, as you know, Kelvin, there's a very specific target for us, which is that 90% of all courses will have a uh, in the catalog will have a, a designation by 2025. Um, I think many of us wonder if that will happen. Nine zero percent. Right. Mm -hmm. But here's what I think success looks like. And I think we've seen some of it already. I think we've seen our, um, you know, our governing bodies and some of our leaders that don't work in this arena every day come to understand what quality online course design means, what it looks like to mm. review it and that process and the resources. So I think that... That um, that's a, a win. I think that 
we, as we've talked through various things on the work group, have come to much better understand and appreciate the different environments we each work in and the different, you know, or, you know, not only differences in the way we're organized or structured, but levels of control and resources that available that are available. And we've had a lot of great conversation about building a process that can be flexible and broad enough to include all of those. Mm-hmm. I think we've, you know, we've been fortunate to have such a great group of colleagues to, to work on this together with mm-hmm. and engage in the work. And I think really at the end of the day, the big win will be for students because, um, you know, I'll, I'll stick with what I said, the lack of a designation doesn't preclude mm-hmm. quality. But I think that just as with any kind of course review or course redesign process, making the time and space to engage in that conversation and to look at your course and to think about what you want to achieve and work on that improves overall the quality of instruction. As we like to say, the rising tide lifts all ships. So we do like to say that we do. That's true. I like that. I comfort myself with that. But I, I really, I truly do think that that's what success looks like. That's good. Sounds like, um, in some ways anyway, more process, continuous mm-hmm. improvement, right? Um, than like a, just just a destination. Exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. Hey, thanks so much for coming and being a part of uh, TopCast and sharing a little bit about our, our Florida statewide quality initiative. Maybe we'll have to have you back and uh, see where we are farther on the journey down the road a little, uh, <laughs> a little bit. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. So that was your interview with Deb Miller, mm-hmm. our good friend from Jacksonville. Yeah, she's great. Um, yeah, I found that really interesting, and you know, and I I know a little bit about that initiative, yeah, and I, I, I still found you it do. very interesting. Yeah. Um, it should be said, though, I guess uh, that this is still uh, a bit of a work in progress. Indeed, the uh, the the whole initiative continues to evolve a little bit. So, who knows? By the time you're listening to this, it may have <laughs> evolved into some other form and format. But I, I think that that it's fair to say that the through line, the premise behind it, remains the same: yeah. is to um, to ensure and document and communicate the high quality nature of courses in the state of Florida. Yeah, and we have a lot of that, right? We have a lot of online courses in Florida. We have two systems, as Deb mentioned, mm-hmm. Florida College System and the State University System. And in uh, the immediate uh, past semester that we just completed as we're recording this, there were 22,000 online course sections between those two systems, most of them in the Florida College System. Whew but 8,000 of them in the state university system. Yeah, reviewing all of those <laughs> against a either quality or high quality rubric. Um, no small undertaking. No, it's going to take some time mm-hmm. um, and some effort. But, and some you know, uh, money. <laughs> there's, that's implied. <laughs> it never even has to be said. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? A lot of that, that time and money is um, in uh, faculty uh, development and yes. uh, preparation for faculty to build these courses yeah. of high quality, yeah. let alone, you know, review and evaluate them. So yes. I don't know, you, do you want to make uh, maybe one sort of summative comment on on the importance of that, that investment in faculty? Yeah, I've been saying this a lot lately that, because I think a lot about this quality thing, and uh, I think it really does come down to, this kind of effort comes down to time and attention. You know, I've sometimes quipped that it's about time preparing faculty for, you know, excellent teaching and, and high quality design is about time, but it, it is about time. It's about, it, it's time and effort. Yeah. So that, 
uh, is more than we do in face-to-face. -face. We don't formally prepare faculty to teach face-to-face -face in U.S. higher ed, and we don't conduct as a matter of course, uh, no pun intended, regular uh, course design reviews for face-to-face -face classes. And yet, that's what we do in, in online, both of those things. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, it's interesting that um, uh, some of the, you know, the quality rubrics, whether it's a Quality Matters, which yeah. I'm a big fan of, sure. or others, yeah. um, they all assess the design yep. more so than the, the delivery. Sure. And you, you can't, while well, a good design, I think, can make up in some ways for a kind of lackluster delivery, you need both. Yeah. You need both. I, I, but, a you know, a good delivery um, can is challenged by a poor design. Yeah. It's a yin and yang. A yin and yang. That is true. All right, so um, maybe maybe uh, with my coffee running to the bottom of my cup, mm -hmm. um, I should try to to um, let you, <laughs> since you interviewed Deb, uh -huh. do the bottom line. Okay, sure. I'll I'll try to land the plane, bring it in safely. Uh, okay, so I'll say this perhaps: providing evidence of quality assurance efforts in online education continues to be an important step in addressing the concerns of those we might call naysayers and novices. However, the costs and the complexities of such efforts should not be underestimated. And system-wide initiatives such as Florida's, I don't think we're the only ones trying to do things system-wide, but system-wide initiatives such as ours are important examples to monitor and learn from, I think. Yeah, and if you're in a state that's doing something like this to this level and extent, um, drop us a line. Yeah, we'd uh, love we'd, to hear about yeah, it. Yeah, we'd like to hear about it. And I'm sure that the folks um, in the Florida Board of Governors would be um, would be interested in seeing it as well. That's right. All right, so before we wrap up, um, you think I have time for a quick plug? Yeah, if you, if you, you kick it into double speed. Let's shameless plug it up here. Mm -hmm. Did you know, dear listeners, that most of our regular listeners are missing out on exclusive bonus content sent direct to their email inbox each month? <gasps> Say it isn't so. No. In fact, they may be missing out themselves. Hmm. Our TopCast insiders receive that bonus content plus a personal message from us. And who wouldn't want that? Yeah. And a copy of the current month's show notes and episode recording right in their email each month. We make it so easy. It is pushed technology. Yeah. If you're not getting our monthly email packed with all of those super duper features, <laughs> write down this web address. Here it comes. Bitly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash Topcast Insider, all one word, underscore register. That's bitly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash Topcast Insider, underscore register. All lowercase. All lowercase, yes. Uh, sign up now to stop missing out. Ooh, avoid FOMO. That's right. You're going to have FOMO. That's right. If you don't sign up, if you don't know what FOMO is. Google it. Yeah, Google it. <laughs> All right. So thanks to Anshali for the coffee. Yeah. Thanks to Deb for the wonderful interview. And thanks to both her and you for all the work on this uh, quality initiative across the state. Yindi crop. <laughs> You're welcome. That's right. Until next time, for TopCast, I'm Tom. I'm Kelvin. See ya. See ya.